Yo, put that stuff down, my buddy. Dizzy D, we got us a little problem. What's up, man? It's Friday night. We ain't got no problems. This time to party, oh, no, no, man. No, 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 no. Our boy Ruben broke his leg out there in center field. We got no center field out at the ballpark. That don't sound good, man. No, it don't. Our Rangers are going down. Well, we need to help a brother out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we can bust a rhyme for the man. Let's do that. For Ruben. A Puerto Rican man took, took off to first place. Had a single in mind, but, but that, that wasn't, wasn't the case. case. As he lunged for the back, he, he broke, broke his femur. femur. Had to have a cracker take the key. To, to his beamer, a Ruben Mateo is a Puerto Rican man. That is Puerto Rican leg broken by the white man. We know a Frenchman. His name is Piera. The new center fielder's name is Sierra. Ruben Mateo is a favorite player. Winning without him, you better say a prayer. Yo, Dizzy D, how you feeling ill? Yo, pass me a blunt, Coco, cause it's time to chill. It is time to chill, my brother. It's Friday night, but we ain't done helping this brother out. I know, we got two more verses, my man. You're damn right we do. Let's get serious about finding ourselves a center fielder. Oh, yeah. He's a superstar. In, in the, the making. making. That radio's interns eat too much bacon. He's a 5-2 player, 22 years old, just like Julio Franco. Where's too, too much gold? Looking at the outfield, you got no more names. Mateo Kapler and Greer going out in, in flames. flames. The Rangers are hurting, do you know what I mean? Well, and who, who in the, the f*** is this Scarborough Green? Ruben Mateo is a favorite player. A winning without him, you better say a prayer. Yo, Dizzy D, how you feeling ill? Yo, pass me a blood dog, cause it's time to chill. You know, it is Friday night, maybe I shouldn't be worrying about this Mateo fella this much, you know? We got one more verse left, dog, it's cool. Yo, but I love the Rangers so much, I want to find a center field, and yo, I ain't played no center field since Pee Wee. I'm down with you, Coco. The Latin community is hanging, hanging in the head. Because the rookie of the year, our chances are dead. If there is a lesson to be learned, the Mexican fans should, should support the Dallas burn. Mateo ain't lazy. Johnny, Johnny Oates, Oates is crazy. Tito Puente is pushing up daisies. He broke his femur. He ain't no beaner. If you sniff around, you'll find white girls are cleaner. Ruben Mateo is a favorite player. Winning without him, you better say a prayer. Yo, Dizzy D, are you still feeling ill? No, dog. But pass me a blunt, because it's time to chill. Yo, homie, that's the last one. Chill out. I mean, it's Friday night now, but we got the whole weekend coming up. That's true. We done singing for our boy Ruben. Did we find a center fielder? I don't know, but I sure am f***ed up. Oh, boy. <laughs> This is Norm Hitzkiss for Texans Can Academy. Get your old car gone, picked up for free, and give kids a second chance at a high school education by donating that vehicle to Texans Can. Get it done at carsforkids.org. Right off the car, not the kid. Okay, everybody gather around. It's time for the big pen. Hold down. Got your heels. Jump up and down. Shut your eyes and whirl around. Reach out your hand and if no one's there, grab your own hand, dance round in a square. When you're doing the big pen, hold down. There you go. It is time 
once again for the pig pick. Yeah. My pig. And here he is, the star and host of the pig pen. All right, gentlemen, this week's edition of the pig pen, which is a day late because we had so much Dirk stuff this week, and I'm happy to postpone the pen for anything regarding Swish 41. This pig pen is two pronged under one single umbrella, that umbrella being the return of the television event of the last decade, HBO's Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Heard of it? Fan, yes. More Corby. More me. Yep. <laughs> and. Corby, you and I are big fans of the show, and I think we would be doing the P1s a disservice if we did not do some type of recap. But you and I are not necessarily experts. so That's right. I'm not sure what day we're going to do this, but after this Sunday and every week following the airing of the episode, at some point during that week, we're going to have on expert of Game of Thrones and Dragon Brag co-host... Mike Soroy, who joins us live in studio now. Hi, Mike. Would you guys freak out if you saw a White Walker? <laughs> Would you guys freak out if you saw a mummy? <laughs> two days in a row, man. Wolf, snake, cloud, bear, bird, hardline. Yo. For two different topics, too. We go from, we sveltly segue from <laughs> golf into Game of Thrones, Mike. That is how unique this yeah. sea cow that we have is. Chameleon. And, and oh, this nobody content. Nobody needs to tell me about that. So you're going to join us. I don't know. It's either, I think either two, we don't need to do it on Monday, obviously, because you got to give people time to watch it. Tuesday may be too soon, too, but I don't know. Wednesday or, we'll figure it out. Sometime you're going to join us, though, and uh, we'll have a big six-week Game of Thrones explosion. I love it. Yes. I'm freaking out. He's my leader, too, because, God, think about what we have this Sunday. Now, we're expecting rain on Sunday at Augusta. This may not come to fruition, but we could have... Sunday at the Masters, yeah. all day, mm-hmm. where we're just throwing golf all over, fun all over the place, all over Ooh. each other, and that just leads right into the evening with Game of Thrones. We also have the Rangers, too. You're going to die soon, and then I'm going to laugh. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'll laugh together with him. Thank you. Thank you very much. I don't care. So You'll be dead. <laughs> Why would you? <laughs> Anyway, these are exciting times to be alive, and I uh, I can think of, of no other way to, to share the experience with them with you, Mr. Seacal. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm super excited. I don't know if you want to preview it at all or anything like that, but well, I'll tell you the one. Go ahead. What I'd like to do is ask everybody on the show what they've been doing to prepare for Sunday's big television event. Corby? Well, I watched the... I watched the, or whatever you want to call it, the pilot episode, mm-hmm. and then I went back and watched the entire season of game, of uh, seven, season yeah. seven? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I finished season seven, and I'm ready. I'm Mike, ready to rock. Michael Soroy? Um, best episode list. I've been kind of going through that, because I've definitely redone the first season. I've already redone the last season, the most recent one, so I just the other day did Hold the Door. Again, and then I did Battle O the Bastards. Nice. Mike Reiner, what have you done to prepare? I've been reading Lindy's Baseball Annual. (laughs) Okay. 
as you can tell, there is a reason we're bringing on the other Mike to talk about this weekly <laughs> with us. I the king of winter now, I took on the task of rewatching the entire Son of a Bitch about three and a half weeks ago and completed it last night. Nice. That's insane. Were, yeah, I know. You've watched more 100% complete recaps of, of giant TV shows than anybody I've ever met. <laughs> you've watched The Wire five times. Yeah. You've watched Breaking Bad how many times? Three. God. And now you finish Game Boy, of Thrones. What time you must have on your hands? I don't sleep, Mike. I don't awesome. sleep. Sixty-seven episodes yeah. you watched. Yeah, God. In and about you a did month. it like in a couple of weeks. In a month, about a little, a little less than a month. I'll tell you this about Game of Thrones. Go ahead. I'm going to watch it. You are? Yeah. You're going to watch the final season. I'm going to watch the final season. I'm going to jump in and just see how much of it I get. Man. I must report, Annie and Mino are shaking their heads in the no direction. Huh? Huh? Yeah, that's going to be uh, really so. Tough, there's a B man. in here, Michael. Have you seen one episode or no? Uh, maybe half a one. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you started it like a year and a half ago he and saw, made it about halfway yeah, yeah, through. Yeah, I, I, th- I think I, I think I've made it through two. Do you know who Ned Stark was? I might be able to pick him out of a lineup. If you, okay, if you, you don't need okay, to watch. Never this. mind. If you if you showed me three pictures of guys on the show, I think I could identify I, him. I don't want you watching. Bring me I'm going to. Well, no, I'm going to. No, you're, you, I'm going to. I'm going to shoot the wheels off this segment every week. You need to read Lindy's baseball <laughs> almanac and just, sit, and then just report back to that. Just sit quietly in the corner, looking at your baseball almanac with your dunce cap. No, on. Yeah. no. I'm going to participate in this segment. I'm going to watch it in a full diaper. All right, so part two of the pen is in getting prepared for the big be better than part one. Big television event this coming Sunday is we have a leaked trailer Whoa. that just came out previewing what's going to happen this Sunday. And there is one small spoiler alert, but if you don't want to hear this, you might want to turn off your radio, but don't turn off your radio because it's fake. But anyway, <laughs> you guys want to hear it? I do. Okay, mm-hmm. here it comes. Preview of Sunday's Game of Thrones, the final season. This Sunday, Game of Thrones, the greatest HBO original series ever made, other than The Wire, The Sopranos, Six Feet Under, and Barry, returns for the biggest television event of the new millennium. You will be reunited with all of your favorite characters, both good and evil. Daenerys Targaryen, Tyrion Lannister, Cersei Lannister, Arya Stark, Sansa Stark, Jon Snow, the Night King, and Sir Pounce, the cat owned by Tom and Baratheon. But Game of Thrones wouldn't be the instant classic it has become without introducing new, interesting, and powerful characters to the Seven Kingdoms. So this Sunday, prepare to meet Maester Reiner of House Tranquilla. Maester Reiner joins the cast as the 374-year-old former council of the great-great-great-great-grandfather of the Mad King. He is well-versed in black magic, spells of influence, and a master of clairvoyance. Maester Reiner can utter a single word that can unite dragons. Knowing. Yes, a doink. An ancient word so powerful that one time he said it and fell off his chamber pot. Knowing. Oh, good God. Oh, my God. 
And of course, Maester Ryder has an assortment of ancient spells. Here's one. Yes! One a doop wop to doop! A spell so powerful it can destroy an army of White Walkers! And don't forget, Maester Reiner is clairvoyant and can predict the future better than the Three-Eyed Raven. Everything in life is somewhere else, and you get there in a car. Can you believe it? Maester Reiner just predicted the gasoline-powered combustible engine 600,000 years before its advent. So tune in to Game of Thrones, the final season, this Sunday at 8 p.m. Oh, spoiler alert. Listen to this sneak preview of Maester Reiner professing his love for Sansa Stark. I love you, but I've chosen to use your mouth as a toilet. <laughs> oh, Maester Reiner, it's pronounced Sansa, not Sota, and I don't think that's real love. Oh, man. I, may, uh, I don't think I'm going to watch now. So, do you think that Maester Reiner would handle himself the way that... Uh, uh, what's his name? What's the the big fat kid that's training to be a maester? Samuel Tarley. Samuel Tarley, when he was seen in the in the big maester <laughs> training center, have to ch- having to change the the yeah. chamber pots oh. and the duty montage. Oh my god! So part of a doctor in training in Game of Thrones, what you have to do is all the old doctors, basically, they're all bedridden and they all have bedpans. Mm-hmm. These big steel. <laughs> Like uh, uh, pans. Iron that, pans full of manure. Yes, that his job is to go bed to bed, remove the pan, dump them out into whatever toilet system they had back then, and then go back and do they it all over again. They didn't have one, did they? No, I don't know. I don't know. You wouldn't last five seconds. No, no I don't think I would. No. going to find another job for me. He could fill one up, though. That's for damn sure. Well, good job, Pigpen. And, Mike, we look forward yeah, to... Man. Uh, Heck yeah. Series. Bye-bye, Hardline. Bye, buddy. Oh, no, he cast a spell. <laughs> the ticket. This is Dan McDowell for Texans Can Academy. Texans Can brings you this Ticket Top 10 podcast. Contact Texans Can to donate your old vehicle in any condition, get it picked up for free, and you'll help kids get a second chance at a high school education. Contact them at carsforkids.org. We'll have community quick hits coming up here in just a bit. So Stand we, by for that, but I think we're going to uh, change the plan here a little bit. Yeah, Jane Slater, our friend Jane, is getting ready to run a sit-down with Dez, who hadn't spoken since all this went down, on the NFL Network. And um, sometime at the top of the hour is when this is supposed to come down. And so I think that we would it would behoove us if we carried whatever interview she had. Um, so prepare that. Tyronius. And in the meantime, when we were talking about places, destination places for Dez, and we mentioned the Eagles, they have no money. They have the least amount of cap space in the league. So he would have to be very serious about going to a place where he can win and sticking it to the Cowboys twice a year to do that. That does not sound like him to me. No. The Giants have Odell Beckham Jr., Sterling Shepard, and Brandon Marshall. And not a ton of money in cap space either. Brandon Marshall, 
OBJ and now Dez. Yeah, there's no wow. way. <laughs> there's no way. They would never, ever, ever do that. Boy, what a mind F for their receivers coach. <laughs> and there's a little Sterling Shepard in the middle. Like, yeah. Oh, good Lord. God, man. <laughs> Looking at the coach going, get these guys under control. But the Redskins have plenty of cap room. And their number one receiver last year was Jamison Crowder. Uh, Josh Dotson led the team in touchdown catches, the TCU kid, and he's trying to come into his own. And so, you know, the Crowder numbers are nothing outstanding. Terrell Pryor's gone, right? Is he? believe so. He's free. Then, yeah, he's probably gone. And so they, they have a place for him, roster-wise, if that's the case. And I also think that there is a little bit of a connection with Josh Norman because of the commercial yeah. that they shot together this past year when it used to be like, oh, these guys hate each other and Josh can't cover me and oh, you can't get open on me. I truly believe that they became friends when they did that little joint project together. Mm-hmm. What was it for? What was that? For a cell phone. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, because they were texting each other back and forth. and Yeah. Yeah. So I, so, if if he's serious about that, and they have cap room, maybe they end up paying him a little bit of dough. And they got a new quarterback. They got a new quarterback. So, you can see it. You know, I didn't think about that. What they did in, uh, what the Redskins did in in the off season, besides Alex Smith, like who did they go out and get? Who was their, you know, not that every team has to go out and get somebody. The big story around them in the offseason has been all about who's leaving, that being Kirk Cousins. Yeah. I mean, most of what I've seen about them in the offseason has to do with that, that, and only that. Well, I'm reading about them right now, and I mean, it just sounds like it's more of a rebuild form right now. But the thing is, with Alex Smith, Alex Smith's numbers were shockingly good last year. Yeah. Like 26 touchdowns yeah, if and they four go out, or five interceptions. And- if they go out and get Alex Smith, who, number one, costs a little money, number two, has a few years in the league, is getting on up there in years, if they go out and get him, they're not in a rebuild. All right. Do we want to carry this? Can you? You want to carry it right now? Yeah. Sure. This is Jane Slater and Dez on the NFL Network. Um, You know, um, they couldn't. You know, I'm trying my best to sugarcoat it, but I can't, you know. Clarify for me. You said you reached out to some people to be a man and they weren't. And if it's not your teammates, who are you alluding to? You know, um, you know, just to be honest, you know, some of the coaches, man. And, like, I'm I'm a direct guy, you know, and... I only know one way to be. You know, I wake up, sleep, breathe football. If somebody don't like me, I, I would love to know that. You know, I think, you know, that, you know, it's a, you're supposed to go about it that way, you know, learn how to respect and work with somebody, even if, you know, um, you don't like that person. I did it. I did it for seven years. I did it for four years, you know. I did it for eight, you know, and, um, just to be honest, uh, like I said, I'm not here to bash anybody, but I got to keep it real. You know, I always kept it real. Jerry Jones, he loved me to death, and I love him too. I honestly, be, I honestly believe in my heart 
know, this was a hard decision for him, but you know, um, is when it's five, six guys at a table against one guy, you got to do it. You know, um, like Jerry told me in that meeting, um, in our meeting, he didn't ask me to take a pay cut. He didn't want me. He didn't want that. You know, and that further lets me, you know, believe what I, you know, what I thought a long time ago. You know, um, I don't know. I don't want to say it's emotional, but I'm trying the best. Like I said, I'm trying my best to. Like I said, I ain't, I'm not trying to call anybody out, but at the same time, you know, this situation was very unfair to me, and I'll put it that way. It was, it was an unfair situation, you know, because you know, if they did want to, you know, get rid of me, they could have told me that, you know, they could have told me that, and I would have respected that, just like I told Jerry in the meeting, you know, I respect his decision, and to be surprised, <laughs> you know, I told him that I was surprised that I'm very unbothered, <laughs> like. You know, the way that I feel about the decision, you know, it's just, I don't know, man. Um, it is. It's a new chapter for me. It's a, it's a new chapter, and I'm ready to play ball. And I, I think I got to not think. I got to, you know, an extra boost to to want to do good, to want to get my body right, to want to perform at the highest level. You know, um, I got something to prove to you know, to those coaches, you know, I think that uh, came up with too much talk about me already. I'm ready just to prove them wrong. There's a narrative being floated out there, Des, that some teammates had something to do with this decision. Do you have any evidence to support that at this point? Well, I'll say this right here. Uh, I believe that Garrett guys, I would say that. So you're saying Garrett guys yeah. worked against you? I believe that. I truly believe it. And Do you I, want to name who Garrett guys are? Uh, I won't. I won't put no names out, but they know, and I want them to know on this air that I, you know, I know. I'll shoot them a text message and let them know. And little do they know is, you know, they can wear that C all they want want to, but in that locker room, they know who they run and they talk to. They know who they communicate with. Everybody know what a real love is that. And I'm not throwing anybody under the bus, but that's the difference between me and them. In your meeting with Jerry, you said that he didn't want you to take a pay cut. Right. But when you went in there this morning, were you prepared to take one if it was offered? Yeah, if it was offered. And the thing about it was, the only, my, the only questions that I was going to have for that was, you know, even if I did take a pay cut, I'm going to be able to come in and work and be happy. Like, I'm going to be able to enjoy it, you know, because... I already got a feeling that this person don't like me, and this person don't like me. I don't honestly don't know why, you know, and I guess because I am who I am. You know, it's nothing, it's never personal. I want to win. These fans want us to win. We take this heat. Like, that's all I care about is winning. Like I said, I don't travel in the offseason. First time traveling was this year. I don't do none of that stuff. All I care about is football. There you go. There you go. Garrett, guys, huh? The Ticket. This is Donovan Lewis, and you're listening to the Ticket Top 10 podcast brought to you by Texans Can Academies. Contact Texans Can to donate your old vehicle in any condition. Pickup is free, and you'll help kids get a second chance at a high school education. Contact them at carsforkids.org. 
when the Rangers, this is Friday fun, by the way, and so when the Rangers were no-hit over the weekend and then we had the uh, Rodon no-hitter for the White Sox a couple nights ago, almost a perfect game. Two no-hitters that close together, pretty rare in baseball. Incredible. And what are we doing? Two no-hitters broken up by a hit-by-pitch. That was the only thing that kept it from being perfect, perfect games, games yeah. I believe. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't think about it in these terms because we were talking about the Ranger no-hitter, and I can't remember how it all got started, but I asked Bob, I go, are you aware of what happened when Nolan Ryan threw his seventh no-hitter when he was with the Rangers back in uh, the early 90s? What happened with the game, the broadcast, and Channel 5 News? And you said? No clue. Okay. I didn't realize that we are... Today is what, the 15th, 16th? Mm-hmm. We're two weeks from this being the 30th anniversary of this moment. Oh, wow. So it's very timely. And there are people that I would love to get in touch with that we haven't been able to. One being Jane McGarry. Because Jane McGarry was part of the Channel 5 news- newscast when this actually went down. Now, Ty, back in the early 90s, the Rangers were still on HSE. Yes, Norm, I don't know if Norm was part of the broadcast or not at that time in the early 90s. But um, this is what the no-hitter, the Nolan Ryan no-hitter against the Blue Jays, I believe Tony Fernandez was the last out recorded, and uh, this is what it sounded like. Stubborn young hitter hangs in with him. You have that right. Give some credit to Roberto Alomar. Oh, it's Robbie Alomar. Battles and battles right here. He doesn't want to make the last out. Young man, they got his first big league hit ever. Nolan Ryan. I mean, the crowd is so loud, dude. So it's a zoo. It, Did I hear him say that that was Robbie Alomar's trying to get his first hit? Maybe so. In the big leagues? Yeah, how about that? Wow. Jeez, that's crazy. Uh, so anyway, like the parties that were Nolan Ryan outings were unbelievable. I was in college at the time, Nolan. and it was such a big deal to be able to somehow secure a ticket for a Nolan Ryan start. Were you living in town by then? Oh, yeah. Did you ever go to any of his games at the old ballpark? Uh, I think I did, but not. I, I never caught a no hitter, obviously. Well, no, but no. Uh, yeah, I did, but things they were things were fuzzy. <laughs> things were fuzzy between '86 and about '92. They were awesome. It was always sold out. The Camaro years. Yeah, it was always it was sold more out. The Camaro months. <laughs> and it was. I remember when the Rangers signed him. It was kind of like, what are they doing? He's forty-four. And we talk about Tom Brady being 43 and winning a Super Bowl. Nolan Ryan threw a no-hitter at 44, and I believe he had maybe two one-hitters after that. Unbelievable. Yeah, so it, it was crazy. Well, anyway. You know, I was at 300, don't you? Were you really? I was. It was in Milwaukee. How cool is that? Yeah, it was great. It was like a a true accomplishment to actually be there because he had 299, and all the all my buddies were like, dude, we got to go. Yeah. This could be that. Then we're... Sorryness cheering against our team. That's all right. Yeah. That's okay. 
So anyway, the the really weird part about this story of Nolan Ryan's seventh no-hitter is that this is on a pay cable network, all right? They're very proud, and uh, I mean, it's huge for them to have the exclusive rights to Texas Ranger baseball, Mm -hmm. as it is for a lot of these networks to have these things. And so, just like a lot of baseball games, no matter if there's a no-hitter or not, and this is a three-to-nothing game, so it should have gone by quickly. It didn't. It dragged on to right at 10 o'clock. At 10 o'clock... There was one batter left. And so the NBC local news, hosted by Jane McGarry and some talking head, uh, they decide, they didn't decide, the producer decides that, you know what, this clearly is the story of the night. Yeah. Let's just take the feed from HSE and run it. I don't think you can do that. And while we're running it, you guys, our two news anchors... You just call the game. Why didn't they just pot up the audio? If they had the balls enough to show the video, why not just... I think that there would have been some lawsuits that they weren't prepared for had they just pulled up the audio of the broadcast. Okay, so they think they can steal the video, but not the whole thing? Yeah. I'm, I guarantee I you that, that was... choice, though. I guarantee I mean, that you that was their thought. most serious asking for forgiveness and not permission. Yeah. So, here it is. Meanwhile, the cats of nbc are going insane what are you doing seriously there had to have been running down the hall panic Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. you've got here you know whatever uh whatever tv show of the time ends at 10 o'clock boom here is your newscast and here is the opening it is the top of the ninth he is just two outs away from his seventh no hitter look at his concentration hear the crowd no get it in Nolan is now one out away from the seventh. Now, what happened there is there was a ground out to second base. Yeah. And I believe, legend has it, is that the whoever the guy is here, no, he wasn't really sure what a no-hitter was, much like my wife. And That's when he sees awesome. a ball hit to second base, no. He can't touch the bat. Right. Hear the crowd. No. Get it in. Nolan is now one out get away it in. from the seventh. Maybe the no way it came off the bat. Made it think like it I said, the Rangers are battling Toronto. Every time Nolan has been pitching tonight, the crowd is cheering. This is obviously a record. I guess he's just breaking his own record right now. Those fans didn't really expect to go to the ballpark for that tonight. Forty-four years old. An amazing army has fifteen strikeouts so far tonight. He's been pitching perfect ball, and Nolan is one out away. Top of the ninth. The last batter. We're discussing with our producer whether we should stay with it. I don't know how you can leave it right now. This is pretty exciting. <laughs> One strike. He's now two strikes away. Wouldn't you love to be sitting there in the stands right now? What a thrill that would be. What an amazing man. As you <laughs> there said, hasn't been any talk about it recently. So no. no one expected this to happen tonight. No one expected to go to the ballpark for this. By the way, yes, they do. The reason you went to go see Nolan Ryan pitch is there's the hope. Yeah. That something like this had happened. And he'd already flashed enough there where people are like, dude, he's still got a lot left in the tank. I mean, look at the chart of, of attendance at home games when he was there. It was always 20, 20, 20, 35,000, 20, 20. You know, every time he pitched, people it thought he could throw a no hitter. sold out, yeah. Mm-hmm. For this. The beginning of the season, Nolan said he was ready early, but this is two strikes, <laughs> one more strike, and Nolan has his seventh no hitter. Look at the crowd. 
This is an exciting way to begin a newscast. Maybe we should say good evening. I'm Randall Carlisle. I'm Jane McGarry. And as we were just talking a few moments ago, as anybody who lives in this area watches the Rangers knows, Nolan Ryan is not only an extraordinary athlete, he's a great person. He's fun to watch because of the kind of person he is. He loves Texas, and he loves throwing strikes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Please make that a new liner for our show. He loves Texas, and he, he loves, loves throwing, throwing strikes. strikes. So is that all we have of that? Cheap. No, no. Oh, he's good. a great person. He's fun to watch because of the kind of person he is. He loves Texas, and he loves throwing strikes. Strikes. Huh. One ball. He's drawing it out for us now. He's one strike away. <laughs> Can Nolan get his seventh no-hitter of his career? Fifteen strikeouts so far tonight as the Rangers are beating Toronto. This is it. Even he looks like he's feeling a little bit oh, of pressure, right? You'd have to, even, even though he's been in it as many years as he has. One more strike. Oh, a foul tip. <laughs> what would be going through your mind right now? I guess with Nolan, it doesn't matter. He's already made all the, he's already broken all the records. This just makes it harder for somebody else to catch him. Of course, the fifth record was the one that he broke that we all remember. And then when he hit six, he broke his own record. By the way, she has no idea. Like, she's being fed this information. What is she saying there? She says the fifth was the actual Sandy Koufax yes. record that he broke. Right, right. And then he broke his own record with the sixth. Okay, yeah, I guess. So she, yes. Yeah, technically she's right, but no way she had all that. The headlines on sports pages all around the country tomorrow. Outside. <laughs> Well, we decided this to stay with This is an exciting it. moment it for all exciting. of us. It is exciting, really, especially for Texans. A lot of us are proud of him, proud to say he's on the Texas Rangers. They name a street after him. You and I were saying earlier he could probably run for politics after this and get elected. What, run governor, for maybe? politics. Although he hasn't really expressed much interest in that, at least not so far. Not right now. He's busy. Listen to people crowd. like to draft him right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everybody oh, yeah. on their feet. Arlington Stadium is filled tonight. The excitement is building. One more strike. Can he do it? Did Scott say what kind of crowd they have tonight? I didn't. I, I it's sold out, Jane. <laughs> what kind of crowd they have tonight? I didn't. I saw him as he walked out the door. Pop it up. Ugh. It's back in the stands. It's unplayable. Boy. What would have been really great? This is only a minute left. Nine four, 40 foul seconds balls. Left, if this would have gone like twenty minutes. Like, I'm here for it. Like just I know, hacking right? away. Yes, yes. It's like the ultimate at bat. <laughs> what is he saying? If I could just get one more across the plate, if I could get him to swing and and miss, <laughs> and that would be it. If I could get him to swing and miss. Crowd's already going nuts. Can you imagine what they're going to do if he gets this? Maybe. I think you the traffic jam around the stadium. There it is. All right. <laughs> Watched it live right here. Look at Nolan, the seventh no-hitter of his career, and he did it with a strike, his 16th strikeout. What a thrill. What a moment for him and for all Ranger fans tonight. What a moment in sports history. Oh, we're happy history. to be able to bring you that. Boy, that was fun. As I said, good evening. That was an exciting way to start a newscast. You don't usually get to do that. It was, and we'll, of course... I didn't realize Nickelodeon started their play-by-play -play experiment in 1991, because that's what it sounds like. Right. Yeah. So, so they fired Boy, the what whole... can be going through his mind right now? I bet he's really excited to be on the mound right now. <laughs> Look at that smile. Oh, and a swing. Well, well, that one went back into the stands. Oh, man, Nolan Ryan, he's a good Texan. So they fired the HSC, HSC booth, 
and hired these two to take over Rangers games today, I understand. All right, so Randall Carlisle wow. is the name of the guy who was there. Jay McGarry obviously lasted forever. And I think it, they did the best they could. Yeah, I don't think it's that bad at all. And it ended with, I love you, Jane, and I love you, whatever the guy's name is. Okay, so what, what's Randall's story? So he spent a couple of years here. I guess most of his career was spent in Salt Lake City. Because about a year ago, a local newscast did a story. Former TV news anchor shares his story of a decades-long addiction. Uh-oh. I drank every day for most of my life, starting at age 13. Oh! When I would be saying, thanks for watching, have a good night, or whatever, my mind would be saying, ah, it's time to drink. <laughs> I would drink, listen to this, I would drink probably every night 10 to 20 beers before I'd go to sleep. What? <laughs> What's wrong with that? 10 to 20 beers? Is he Wade Boggs? Yes. How old? That's a really r- weird thing to be drinking at 40. Go on. That's about it. It just it, Then it goes into, they talk to this you know, newscast talked to doctors about this type of addiction and stuff, and he, I think he's on the road to recovery. At least a year ago, he was. But so that's the latest. He's not in, in TV anymore. This so when he was doing dork play by play or whatever you want to call it, he's dreaming he of was, beer. He was either trashed or really excited about getting trashed. Yes, very excited. <laughs> well, I don't wow. know. Look, the, the, that's the thing is you can't really find any stories about. And I asked Mike Fernandez, Fernando, who obviously produces Dunham & Miller, he used to work for NBC for years and years and mm-hmm. years. He told me this morning he was not part of that uh, news outfit at that time. I think he left a year prior. But they had to have felt the heat. And I know HSE was... Well, he just about said... like He almost told the audience to remember where you saw this. Like, yeah. Like, this is such a great moment. We're so proud to have brought it to you. <laughs> and I'm thinking, man, are you guys going to get sued for this? I mean, think about like uh, think about Fox carrying an overtime game of the Cowboys against like the 49ers or whatever. Right. And then it's time for the ABC local <laughs> news, and they're like, let's just carry the end of this game. Let's just run this. I mean, our audience would love to what see what's going do? on. <laughs> our audience loves the Cowboys. Right. We'll get a letter from the lawyer telling us to quit. No, that's fine. We'll stop. Yeah. It's no big deal. But I mean, is there some sort? Of thing? Well, and to make it worse, you know, HSC was uh, was pay per view, or was it? What was the arrangement? Cable. It was it wasn't part of cable. Was it its own add-on? You had to pay an extra like yes. five bucks a month Dude. to get it. Yes, that yeah, that will get you sued. I know, and I I <laughs> something had to happen. Somebody knows something about this. Yeah, uh, as far as what happened afterwards, but that's that awesome. was such a ballsy move. I love it. Let's just carry it. Screw it. You know what the pitcher wants to do here? He'd like to get the batter to miss this ball, this, yeah. this sphere as he it crosses home plate. Really, if he could just dial up one of those balls that misses the long thing the man's holding. Now, viewers, <laughs> what a pitcher likes to do is he likes to throw fast, and that's called a fastball. He's a good Texan. Another thing Randall Carlisle says in this story, it got so bad I had to drink three or four beers in the morning so I could shave because my hands were shaking so bad. Yeah. There, there you go. That's the sign. That's the key right there. Maybe we need Randall Three Carlisle. Or <laughs> four beers yep. to get to your shave. Yeah, to get rid of the shakes. Why didn't you just knock back two shots? Why do you have to dr- think of all the beer? Yeah, think about all the trips to the men's room. <laughs> oh, man, that's crazy. Well, there you go. There's a little bit of Friday fun with Randall Carlisle. Thirty years ago, next month.